The public news service still on newscast May the 19th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. The pandemic appears to have increased the level of violence in U.S. cities, and a new study says local officials and mayors, especially those of color, face the brunt of it. Women Mayor's Network co-founder Heidi Gerbrock says death threats, vandalized homes, and outrage at public meetings have all been reported by local government officials. They're having to change their lives to continue serving because of these threats. There is absolutely concern about escalation. There's concern about their physical safety and their family's physical safety. Gerbrock says the increasing violence, as documented in research by Oklahoma State University, requires a response from local governments, which may include protective services from local police departments. Online safety and physical training for mayors is being offered this month by the Mayor's Innovation Project. I'm Roz Brown. In interviews with more than 3,000 mayors last fall, 70% said they knew someone who chose not to run for office because of the hostile nature of the work. Now to Illinois, where the state has a new law banning the sale and possession of ghost guns, essentially untraceable firearms that are sold in kit form online or at gun shows and then assembled at home. According to the Brady campaign to prevent gun violence, the kits lack a serial number and can therefore skirt traditional gun tracing methods used by law enforcement. At a news conference Wednesday, Governor J.B. Pritzker said the new policy will require folks to register their ghost guns in the next six months to make tracing possible, a policy he pointed out already is standard practice for any other firearm. A convicted domestic abuser should not be able to evade scrutiny by using a 3D printer to make a gun. This law will ban those ghost guns and others and will help keep families and communities safe. Illinois' ban comes the month after President Joe Biden announced new regulations on ghost guns. That measure would only permit kits produced by federally licensed manufacturers, require dealers and gunsmiths to add tracking numbers to ghost guns already in circulation, and require anyone purchasing a gun kit from a licensed seller to pass a background check. This is Jonah Chester reporting. President Joe Biden announced Wednesday that his administration would be taking new actions to attempt to alleviate ongoing infant formula shortages in the U.S., including invoking the Defense Production Act. That from CNN. They report the president is invoking the act which allows the government more control over industrial production during emergencies to direct suppliers of formula ingredients to prioritize delivery to the manufacturers of formula. Biden also announced the creation of Operation Fly, which would utilize the Defense Department's commercial planes to import formula from abroad. This is PNS. Now to the Sunshine State, where this afternoon members of the public will get to have a say on the management plan for the first new aquatic preserve created in Florida in 32 years. In 2020, Governor Ron DeSantis signed legislation to create the Nature Coast Aquatic Preserve, which will protect some 400,000 acres of seagrass, spanning more than 700 square miles along Citrus, Hernando, and Pasco counties. Keith Colasa with the Hernando County Department of Public Works says the goal is to be proactive in protecting many sensitive ecosystems. Protect and preserve a resource that's in good shape versus, you know, trying to restore it. Some of what we've seen in Tampa Bay and maybe to the south, but there's been a lot of hidden algae blooms. I'm Tramel Gomes. And May is Community Action Month. Local agencies that help low-income families hope Congress signs off on a plan that would bolster and modernize their federal support. 
Community Action Agencies help carry out services such as job training and energy assistance. The House recently approved a 10-year reauthorization of the Community Services Block Grant Program. Among the changes is a proposed permanent increase in income eligibility for those served by these offices. Annie Shapiro with Minnesota Community Action Partnership says it's especially timely for families struggling with inflation and making just enough money to lose out on aid. Maybe they add an extra shift at work and they start making more, but in reality their actual spending power is either not changed because they lost a lot of those benefits or even less than it was before. The reauthorization also would increase annual funding to $1 billion. While the plan has bipartisan support, some House Republicans question the idea of expanding the scope of the program without getting a reading of its effectiveness. I'm Mike Moen. Finally, Eric Tegedoff asked, what's the link between anxiety about death and Russian President Vladimir Putin's decision to invade Ukraine? He reports a Seattle-based organization is hosting a webinar Friday to discuss the connection. The Ernest Becker Foundation seeks to advance understanding of its namesake's Pulitzer Prize-winning book, The Denial of Death. Sheldon Solomon is a psychology professor at Skidmore College. He says Becker's ideas about terror management theory put forth that humans manage their fear of death by embracing cultural worldviews to give life meaning. The idea that you may not be here forever, but some indication of your existence will persist, maybe by having kids or amassing a great fortune or being part of a great state or nation. Friday's webinar starts at 10 a.m. Pacific time. People can register for it at the Ernest Becker Foundation website. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener-supported, heard on great radio stations, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.